we go. My name is Todd. And this is Kathy. Welcome back to yet another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Um, on today's show, what are you looking at? There's a fly. Sweet, this is perfect. It's not. What's this? It's a Rolling Stones. thinking, thinking. Do you know the name of the song? I have no idea. It's called The Spider and the Fly. Hey, that's perfect. It's off an album called uh, Stripped. Well, good Here news. Oh. Maybe not. It's very bluesy. Yes, I like it. He didn't say spider. He's going to say it now. <laughs> We're getting there. My, 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 don't tell uh, this is frustrating. Spider and fly it's, would rhyme. It's coming. Okay, next. And don't say hi like a spider to a fly. I jump right ahead in your bed. There it goes. It's one of my favorite Rolling Stones albums of all time. And it's a lot of covers. I don't even know if they wrote that song, but uh, they do a Buddy Holly cover on that. Um, it's called Stripped. And if anybody likes kind of stripped down versions of their favorite artists and you like the Stones, go uh, go get that. That didn't help, though, the situation. That so we have a fly, fly uh, flying around our studio. And then what did you do yesterday in your office? Well, I had to clean up. The, so my office, like my office office where I do sessions and stuff, and our studio are both in the basement. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basement equals spiders. Right. And spiders are there to catch flies and bugs. Correct. And and most of the time, as you all know, when the spiders are upstairs or when we just see a spider, we're just like, yeah, roam around. But there, there's a breaking point where I have to be like, everybody out. Mm. <laughs> everybody time. Kathy's got to work now. <laughs> so everybody scoot. Um, but right now I'm looking at two spiders and the flies flying around. So maybe they'll get lucky today. Yeah, we'll let you know if uh, if the fly <laughs> gets caught. <laughs> In the old web, spiders are pretty incredible. Nature is pretty incredible. I know. Um, so before, I don't know what this, can you, I have a few things, but first tell us what the main focus is. You're going to like it. Oh, good. The main focus is brand versus mission. Oh my gosh. Right? Is, it, is this a strategic planning session we're having well, live? Well, now it's going to be work-related, but it's parenting-related, it's self-awareness-related, it's just related to how we view our lives because I finally heard something yesterday on a podcast that made me go, this is oh, what I've been trying to to say. Um, so yeah, we'll get to, we'll give some background on why this is an interesting topic, yes. specifically for Kathy and I. <laughs> um, but first, um, you don't know I was going to bring this up, sweetie. But yesterday yeah. we watched a two hour documentary. What was it called? Uh, we watched the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary, but it was my second time. It's called RBG. RBG. I had seen it before. And um, this is just a little parenting tangent. Um, so. We have three daughters. One of them uh, watched it with us. The other two weren't interested. And um, I invited all three to sit down and watch this documentary about this woman who is on the Supreme Court and who's, oh my gosh, she she beat two forms of cancer, which I think is nuts. One of them being pancreatic cancer, which is not an easy type of cancer to beat. No. Like, 
you know, I think it's 10%. My, my, I lost my stepfather to pancreatic cancer. So I kind of know what that's like. But anyways, I bring this up because I was both, uh, I guess I'll own it. I was frustrated that they didn't watch it. Now I have some baggage with this childhood baggage because my dad would say, come on down at night lines on and it's about teenage drunk driving. But here's the thing. I'm not trying to get them to watch a show about teenage drunk driving. I'm trying to get them to watch a show. And by the way, they didn't watch it. We gave them well, the JC out. Well, JC did. Right. Yeah. The other two didn't. Right. We gave them an out while one of them was doing their nails in the basement watching Friends. Uh-huh. The other one conveniently all of a sudden had to do some homework, <laughs> even though I know she watched a lot of stuff. So this is more a philosophical argument I have with myself. Okay, good. I'm glad it's with you. Yes. Um, I think that they would be better off if they did choose, like there's that other documentary that that I'm in the middle of watching, America to Me, about racism and um, stuff like that in Oak Park, which is our next door neighbor here. And I want us all to watch it because I just feel like it's a a wonderful teaching tool. And uh, I still don't even know if I'm, I, I can't speak for you, sweetie, but I still feel like there's times when you just have to drop the hammer and say, we're watching this. Well, I will say to you that at, like, while listening to you, your sentences are I, 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 this is what you want. I know. This is you. And, and I'm not saying I don't. I'm saying that whenever we're like, I think it's best, I think this is what they yeah. should do, I think then you know you're probably not, um, or I'm not going to say that you're wrong. Inherent, there's nothing inherently wrong about what you want, but that's what that's your in your head you will feel like a good dad and you will feel like this is a good thing if everybody's sitting around watching this but there's some things that our kids don't have choice on which is you got to go to school right you got to do your homework right but can't is that, this just be part of it is that i though or do kids i think by you law have, have to, to go, go to school? school well i know i know you can play with language to make it i right what i'm saying is is it really something they have a choice about mm. or I think the thing is, is is that I I want to watch that show, and I think it's really good. Um, they may not be ready for that. They may not have the. Um, I'm not saying they won't enjoy it or take something from it, but like JC, who's actually doing government, doing AP Gov this semester, it's interesting to her. So it's the right time. Right. Maybe for the other two, they're like, this is like two hours of... And it's completely against their will. Like, Correct. It, it, which it goes against the way you and I typically parent. Correct. Um, and, and I don't even, I don't think it's a parenting thing. I think it's, I think sometimes, Todd, you get in your head, as we all do. This would be good because I think it would be good because of all these reasons I think are good because of my history and I, 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 and you impose that as we all do. I do it all the time with Mm. things that I think are interesting. Mm. You guys should read this book. Look at this quote. Let's do the, you know, like I do it too, but it's in our head. It's what we think is going to be right. It's for sure what I think is going to be right. And, And again, there's a bunch of people listening who are like, oh my gosh, this is just about watching a documentary. It's no big deal. But it is in the context of the big picture. how we're viewing what we want to impose on our children. If we offer it to them and they want to watch it, great. And are we, did you only watch RBG to be like the dad who like watches it or did you watch it for yourself? Both. Okay, so you had ulterior motive. Little bit, okay. like if there was nobody else around, I don't know if I would have sat through two hours. It, plus, it's more fun to watch things. Well, with see, people think too. about what you just said. 
If there weren't people around, I don't think I would have sat through the two hours. I don't know. I, I may have. I, did, I was intrigued, but I can't say for certain. And I think if I were to give you some feedback on that, which I have to talk to myself about this all the time with the things that I value mm-hmm. so much, is that they can feel that from you, Todd. They know you need them to watch that. Of course, because I'm asking them. Exactly. And to them, it's like, eh, they push it away more mm-hmm. because you need them so bad. And that's like the... Um, if you just turn it on and don't say a word or say, yeah, I don't, I don't care if you come or go or what are you doing or whatever, they will be, I'm not saying they would have stayed because I, I don't know, but I think they'd be more likely to come and go. I think they would be more likely to come as well, but I also think that they, neither one would have stayed. That's could be true. Yeah. I don't know, but one did. And, and I, and I did watch it by myself mm. and I thought it was fantastic. And then I enjoyed watching it with you again. Yeah. So I just think that, to your point, there are some things that they don't have a lot of choice on. We're going on family vacation. We're riding in the car right now. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, you're going to we're going to school, and there's just a lot. Just that alone, there's so much they have to do. Do we also have to make them watch a documentary? We don't have to. I just think that um, I think you and I, I don't know. Your we, heart's in the right place. Uh, yeah, and I I think that there's a balance like you know let's exaggerate it let's say they both were watching uh some sitcom you know like t whatever shallow tv whatever it is from the more from the minute they woke up through the end of the day okay let's just say they did that and i'm like you know what take a break from the sitcom and do something that's gonna help you have an awareness of what this world is all about in a good way like I just feel like there's a balance and sometimes I am able to strike it and sometimes I'm not. I don't know. Well, and and I think that, as I said, I think what gets in the way is your need to make it happen, which can sound funny, like, well, Mm. my need is, that's my desire and if I didn't have that, then we wouldn't even be having this conversation. But I think it's, you need to let go of it a little bit so they can actually enjoy it because you're holding so tight that they're forced to sit there. And I, like, you're like, well, I, I want them to sit here. I wouldn't be having fun if my children felt forced to sit mm. and watch a show because I'm enjoying it. Mm. I don't want to force it upon them. Well, and I was enjoying it as well. Right. I don't know. We're, we're just going to go around and around. Well, and that's the thing is there is no right answer. It's, it's interesting because this is what we're going to talk about today is I think that you can probably come up with some times where you've been like, you know what, everybody sit down, let's watch this. It's 15 minutes or it's a YouTube clip and the girls have gotten a ton out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the talk we always have about, you know, throw your child in the, in the deep end of the pool and they may swim and they may figure out they like it. It's not that there is an inherent good or bad. It's why are you doing what you're doing? And, and maybe in a year or two, it will land better, that documentary. Yeah. Especially for you know, we know one of them would have loved it, the middle one. Yes, because it's totally, you know, justice, and she would have loved it. And where she is right now is in her books that she's reading, and a lot of them are like, um, 
they're not necessarily high profile book or what's the word I'm looking for. There a lot of them are like YA books, yeah. but she's finding a uh, young adult oh. or you know teen books. She's finding a lot of justice there yeah. right now. So do we have to make her find justice? No, it's totally much more interesting to me than it is to a eighth grader. Right, right and now. that's all. That's all. So um, before we get into the main topic here, um, I do want to say that this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Team Zen, which is a virtual community, sweetie. Great. We have two Zen talks a month where people ask questions and we have wonderful discussions. We've done 40 of them. So we have 40 archive Zen talks. We have a Team Zen Facebook page. You get discounts of everything in our store. And I want to mention a few of our two new Team Zen members. Okay. Uh, and it's been a while since I've done this. So Sandra Bianco, Jolene Lorimer, Mandy Trainer, Rachel Osteen, and Malani? Malani. I don't think so. I she, Maybe it's Malani. I don't know. I'm sorry. But anyways, I just want to say thank you to those new Team Zen, Team Zen members. I think you're right. I think it's Malani. And we have another Team Zen talk, a Zen talk coming up a week from Friday. And then one other thing. I'm not doing movie quotes today, but I'm not going to stop. And a lot of people like it. Some people don't. But the people who don't like it when I do the movie quotes, I just want to say that a few things. One is I put timestamps on the podcast specifically. So if there's a certain topic, like last uh, two weeks ago or last week, we talked about Fortnite, mm-hmm. but we talked about it at the end of the show. And if you just want to zero in on the one topic, go to our show notes, which is the app that you're listening to this podcast from, most likely on your phone, and just fast forward directly to where you want to go. I do that all the time with podcasts that I enjoy. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear all the beginning and what's going on in the world of Zen parenting. I just want to hear them talk about the specific but that's topic. that's where the good stuff is. I know, but some people don't like the good stuff. The good, But like, because every conversation we have, it goes in different ways. So to like just skip to one place. I, I would prefer that people listen to the show from huh. start to finish. But I also know that there's a lot of people that just want to get into the nuts and bolts. And for those people, because they may not know that I do show notes. Sweetie, nuts and, and bolts, bolts. Nuts, nuts and, and bolts. bolts. We... we God, we're not going to say that word because this is a family show. Yes. Um, so anyway, so, uh, teams Zen join, go to Zen parenting radio. It's 25 bucks a month. We would love to have you. Um, if you do it, it's kind of the engine that kind of does this actual podcast. So it, it helps us do other things. So thank you to that. And then we'll talk about the conference on the other Spe- side. Speaking of, are you done with that? Yep. Okay. So speaking of, there was a question that I think kind of connects to what you were just talking about and leads us into the next topic okay. on team Zen on the Facebook page yesterday or the day before. And I, I don't need to tell the whole story. What I'll summarize is by saying there was a girl, a young girl who is, uh, she's an athlete and there's all these extra practices that she's getting the option to go to. Mm-hmm. And she kind of wants to go, but kind of doesn't want to because she feels the pressure and she also doesn't want to. There's a, a lot of the girls who go to these extra practices are really good and she feels like a pressure to perform mm-hmm. and pressure to be on and and they're older. Mm-hmm. And Are the extra practices optional? Yes. Okay. And the mom feels like she understands, she's heard her daughter's perspective on it from every different angle and feels like she is like, okay, you know, I get it. You know, they're optional and you don't have to go. But the dad was saying she should have the confidence to go to those practices. Mm-hmm. And she, he actually said his mm-hmm. language was, I think she should have the confidence to go. And I think she should go if she wants to get better. And I think she should do, you know, you can hear it, right? It's just a wonderful, tough parenting question. And I'm guessing you'll be like, if she doesn't want to go and it is optional, it's like extra credit, just let her do that. I just think that there's sometimes when we can inspire somebody to 
stretch themselves. Inspiring is very different than than I think you should be confident. Yeah. Because that that's a total be- internal. Well, what it does is says you're not confident. Correct. Just kind of reinforces the one thing you're trying to get through. So there's like so many ways to look at this that I, what I wrote back was that obviously there's nothing wrong with this dad wanting her, his daughter to do these things. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. What it is, is that I think what the, what the mom was able to recognize is there's many reasons why her daughter is doing what she's doing. And there's many things that she's figuring out in the process, meaning she's having to build her confidence and figure out even when our children miss out on something, they learn something. Mm-hmm. Like she may recognize that not going to those practices harmed me on this end. Yeah. So now I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Or I don't have the confidence yet because of a few girls, I'm making this up, but a few girls who are on the team who are really tough to go to practice with and they actually decrease my confidence. Mm -hmm. So going to that optional practice is not helping Mm me. Or I'm so exhausted at that optional practice that by the time I get to the next day's practice, I'm no good for it. My point in saying all these things is our children have reasons and they're not always, we're so one-sided. You should go to practice. You should do extra credit. You should be confident that we don't hear (laughs) the full spectrum of what's going on inside of them. And we may, they may tell us something like, well, there's a girl there that kind of bothers me and I don't want to go. And we'll say, well, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. That's no reason. Okay. Have you ever been at work? And worked with someone who's really difficult that makes you not want to go to certain meetings. So relate to it. Right. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Like to try to take it off the spotlight of this dad, I'll say for me, like I probably need to watch RBG as much as Cameron does or Skylar or whatever. And you would like to check off your list a little bit. Look at this great dad thing I did. For sure. There's, you know, your kids are a reflection, whether it's right or it's wrong, it's the truth. As, as Zen as I think I am, I know that, that the way my parents conduct themselves through life is a reflection of me and I have to own that. And I'm hoping that that's not what it is. It's about like letting these kids flourish regardless of how I want to think of myself. But that's, that's, that's a wonderful reminder. When you want your kids to do something, turn it on yourself and say, how does this type of lesson show up in my life? What do I need to do to put myself out there? Like he's, trying to get his daughter to, you know, take that next step or, or get right, better. Because he wants her to. Right. Whereas how can you, dad, do it? Correct. Or how can I, Todd, Correct. Um, embrace what it means for equality and right. to understand what RBG has done for the Supreme Court? And what if you watched it without the pressure and you said, you guys want to watch? Uh, you know, no, we don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. We watched it. You enjoy it authentically. Yeah. Not to teach them a lesson right. and be in the dad role. Yeah. But then every once in a while when things come up, say, like, because I said to, what I did say to uh, Cameron afterwards was, because she's really excited to see the Felicity Jones version of yeah. RBG that's there's a, coming there's out. There's an actual movie yes. coming out. about, and this is what the most of the documentary is about, is what Ruth Bader Ginsburg did in, her, in the 70s to um, promote, to change the laws for women. Yeah. If she hadn't been around, yeah. a lot of what we take for granted now mm-hmm. would not be here. Yeah. She promoted... That's the wrong word. It's not promotion. She changed the laws. Yeah, she changed the way this country works. Exactly, for women, for equal rights. And so 
I think once Cameron sees that movie, she will want to go back and see the documentary. Right. Okay. On her watch. On her watch. But I'm getting I'm getting off topic. My the last thing I'll say about this thing on Team Zen that we talked about is I think that we really do get wrapped up in the I will feel better as a parent mm-hmm. if you go to extra practices. I will feel better as a parent if yeah. you do extra credit. I will be able to sleep at night if you show me your confidence. Mm-hmm. And what our kid this is this is like the what we need to understand. If our kids read that from us, yeah. not they could go one of two ways. Either they're totally going to rebel against it and be like, stop telling me who to be and what to do and allow mm. me just to figure this out. Or they're going to start pretending. Yeah. And they're going to be like, yep, I did it. Yep, I saw it. And then <clears throat> we're not having an authentic relationship. If there's room in there for them to say... I know I'm, I should go to practice or it might help me, but where I am today mentally, I don't think I can do it. And for us to say, nope, no problem. I have one other hypothetical. It's actually a real one. I played okay. basketball this morning. Okay. And one of our daughters gets coached by an older girl. Yes. And uh, the girl canceled on uh, our daughter kind of last minute okay. yesterday. So I, talk, I talked to my buddy this morning at basketball and he was really frustrated with his daughter. Oh, why? Because she canceled on our daughter last minute. Oh, and but she wasn't feeling good. Well, that's not what was going on. Okay. She just she had other things that she wanted to do. Okay. And and he was like, God, he's like, I just want to teach her. Like, this is not this is not how things work. And you know, if I'm in his position, I would struggle with that too. Right. Like my daughter made a commitment and she ended up let's let's just say, for example, blowing it off and uh not fulfilling a commitment. That is a tricky situation. It's the documentary is an easy example. Like the other, this example is, you know, one. This reflects on my buddy because he's like, this is his daughter, and he probably feels bad because he and oh, I have gotcha. a friendship. Okay, but that's like even more because I was like, it didn't impact me that no. much, and our daughter was fine. She it's was not fine. like, but I'd be like, you know, your your daughter's going to figure it out eventually. But it's hard for us as grownups Correct. to be accountable. This is a 16-year-old girl who's just kind of learning this. So I don't know. It's I'm like, she'll figure it out eventually, hopefully. But, you know, I think that he was really, really... Um, he was bummed not, out about it. Yeah, he was He was bent out of shape. Well, it's kind of like watching your infant. Okay, I remember being in a class, like a mom's, uh, it was like a music class. Mm-hmm. And I remember all, it was when JC was a baby. And babies were just starting to walk. And um, I remember there was this point in the music class where you would get up in a circle and all the babies would walk in a circle and you'd hold their hand. Mm -hmm. And there were a few babies that weren't walking yet because they were just 12 months. And some of the moms were like, come on. Oh, my God. And come. Now, I know those of us who have older kids are like, oh, my gosh, the kids are going to walk, lay off. Well, is it any different? No. When you're in that world, you're like, hey, mine has to. Or like I would always like hear people bragging about how their kid walked in their nine and a half months. I'm just like, yay. yay. I know. Like uh, that's the thing is like, and I remember people being like, my child is reading and they're only three. Yay. Like, and I don't mean to say that that's a bad thing or that you, that it's not something to be like, oh, this is cool. Mm -hmm. It is cool, but it doesn't mean anything because all kids learn on their own time when to read. They all learn. All of my children started walking in different times. One was 12 months. One was 15 months. One was 13 months. Like there is no like right time. Some kids learn tough lessons at different times and it doesn't mean we don't give our opinion. Here's the thing. 
You gave your opinion. I think you guys would love this documentary. It doesn't mean, I think sometimes, again, it's that pendulum where we I, talk I will, about these things. I will swing way back the other way and I'll I just like, won't say anything won't and say I'll get anything. mad. Exactly. I give my opinion all the time. I mean, like, here's, here's what I, here's what I think, but the opinion is very loose, meaning it literally is mine. It's mine based in my 47 year old understanding of life. And if they're like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, some days I'm like, you know, you want to put your hair in a ponytail today? No. Okay. Mm. Like I would, but that doesn't mean anything. And I know that's a small thing, but a lot of parents will get very focused. No, you should put your hair in a ponytail today. No, you should. Well, and this is the content for this, for this versus the context. So the content of my message was, I need you guys to sit down and watch this amazing Mm -hmm. documentary, but it's the how, I think what you're talking about is the, how do you say it? And I think I did an average job yesterday saying, Hey, take a look. I really want you guys to watch this. Right. I could have dropped a lot more guilt I could have probably been a little bit lighter too. I yes. think I was somewhere in the middle. So you're excited to watch it. Show you're excited to watch it, not in an inauthentic way. If you're watching it to teach them, they're going to be like, "See ya." Yeah. If you're watching it, because this is a, like I said, I I watched it alone when you guys were gone. I really think it's a great movie. Yeah. That's more authentic than. So I'm glad you brought that up because I have a tendency to see the world as black and white. Like, fine, you don't want to watch this documentary. Right. I'm not going to bring up the next Correct. one. So it doesn't mean the next time there's an important documentary no. to come out does, means I just shut up. Right. But but you know what I said? What? I think I said that I whispered this to you. What? I didn't say this to them. I said, I. <laughs> it's kind of it's funny just coming out of my mouth. I ask for so little. Yeah, you said it throughout the movie. You kept saying it to me. I don't ask for much. When I don't ask for much. Which is an interesting thing because what are you one, asking for? I, I want them to watch a movie. That's what I'm asking. Right. But I ask a lot of these young ladies. Of course you do. But I feel like I don't ask them to watch stuff with me. So that tells me my ego like, oh, Todd, you never ask these guys anything and they're not doing it. And all of a sudden they make up a story. They don't love me. Right. And the thing is, is they watch stuff with us all the time. Everything my children love is because of our introduction to it. I right. mean, besides the the stuff I don't understand, the YouTube videos and the David Dobricks and the, what are the, all those people's names? You I know, don't know. All these people they introduce us to. And they will say, as all my daughters would say, watch this YouTube video with me. It's so funny. And it's like 75, 25. 75% of the time I watch it, 25% I'm like, I don't have time well, right now. Well, that's a great role reversal too, because I don't know if they ask me to watch stuff. Maybe they do and I'm unconscious of it, but I never watch the stuff oh, that they want yeah. me to watch. Yeah. Well, and that could be a really? trade-off. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's, so like, it's so easy for me to say, these girls should watch this RBG documentary. Mm-hmm. When in fact, they have probably said, dad, sit down with me and watch yes. this cooking show on YouTube. And I'm like, not I'm not in your life. And I'm sorry, but some of the stuff that they show me, like I get why they like some of these girls. Liza Koshy, that's the other girl they like, and there isn't a bunch of them. But I understand it because everybody, like one of the guys, this David Dobrik guy, his YouTube channel has like 40 million people following it. Mm. Like this is like their generation's whatever, like their generation's, who, what was, who was the big person we were following? Tom Wopat from Dukes of Hazard, whatever. It's their person. Oh my gosh. Did you just bring up some <laughs> random character's name from Dukes of Hazard? It's not random. Who's he was Tom one Wopak? of the Dukes. He was Is that um, Bo or he Luke? was Luke. Duke. And then Bo was John Schneider. And 
Okay, so you're just trying to think of a teenage heartthrob? Meaning that, like, my mom, if I would have said, Mom, Tom Wopat is coming to town. Can we go see him? She would have been like, who's Tom Wopat? Which is, and then if my mom was like, <laughs> Kathy, let's watch a documentary. I want to do on... a survey I'm never going to be able to hear the answers to. But how many of you listeners knew who Tom Wopat was before <laughs> Kathy just said it? A lot of them. I have a feeling very few Listen, of them. Listen, I wrote a letter to Tom Wopat. He wrote me back. And when I got that thing in the mail and it said like Hollywood in the top corner, I like thought Hollywood had come calling. I was like, maybe they need me to come. Like, I really thought there was more to it. Yes. <laughs> it's a great theme song. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. I can honestly say I didn't really like this show that much. Oh, I loved this show. And here's the thing. I was in fifth grade when I loved this show, and our youngest is in fifth grade, so I can remember... I, obviously, she's not watching Dukes of Hazard, but you know, in fifth grade, I was watching these guys. I wasn't interested in watching like Eleanor Roosevelt's documentary. You know, like the, we have to remember where they are and and respect it. And it doesn't mean that we don't occasionally say we're going to do. But see, our girls are exposed to a lot of things because of our work, Todd. They do see a lot of movies that we bring to town. They go to the conference. They see our speakers. I know. Well, and that's funny. Now you bring that up. Milk performed. Oh, yeah. An amazing set. Yeah, at our conference last year. She just brought it in a way that she just yeah. blew the doors off of my expectations. And was Skylar there or Oh, no? yeah. It's her favorite artist ever now. Okay. She got she her. She missed the other two. So, like, we bring, we, 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 we organize this amazing conference. Yeah. And we let at least, the older two are interested. Yeah. I wouldn't even go down this path, Todd. She, the first time we did this conference, she was in second grade. Like, and, do we and, really expect and, her to pick all feed, this up? And we didn't feed and her. And we didn't feed her. So, like, let's give our little one some time to grow up, and then she'll, like... I'm glad, but I thought that she wasn't at Milk. She, she was did? Oh, my gosh. Not only was she at Milk, and she watched the whole thing, but then she stood in line and got something signed, and she and May got a picture with her, and it was amazing. So she loves her. Sweetie, speaking of theme songs, what yes. about this one? Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. There's a little objectification of women. I've never been seen with anything less than, than a, a nine. nine. So, so fine. fine. We grew up with objectification of women. That's the thing, is we don't even know, we, we don't even have a realization of the amount of object objectification that we grew up with. And this is why, okay, I have so many things to say about this. This is why when we go back and we show movies to our kids that we loved, like The Breakfast Club or 16 Candles, Candles, and we're like, we love this movie, or Wayne's World, and they're like, what's happening here? These women are like, they have no role in this. They're totally being objectified. There's like some date rape situations going on. They're calling women you know, horrible names. And we didn't even realize it then. We, it was so normalized. It's why Todd, Todd posted this thing on his page, on his own personal page. Um, it, it was kind of a, a uh, how do I want to say this? It was something about recognizing women's rights. And, and, and us men owning our, our role, role in, it. 
in how women get pregnant. My right. goodness. And, you know, you had a family member who like came on and said, this is ridiculous and this is ridiculous. And, you know, I've never heard this. And, blah, blah, blah. and he was saying it from his perspective. And I kept saying to Todd, that's the whole point. He hasn't heard this because he has never been in a position to understand the objectification women have been exposed to because it's all he's ever known. So he views it as normal. The, I don't want to go down this track too far. This is how I would end it. The thing that we have to recognize as people, people of privilege, people who maybe haven't noticed how people have been treated in this society, if it be, you know, around race or around gender, just listen, just listen. We don't, we don't, this reminds me of when I wanted to get some men of color to speak yes. with um, uh, my men's group. Yeah. And the and I reached out to a few friends who have friends of men of color who we invited them in. And they're like, no, let those white boys do do their own work. Right. Like, just listen. You, you listen. do your own work. Exactly. Or get started and, and don't make us be the teachers all the time. Like, don't force us to convince you. Right. Start doing your do own internal own work. work. And what does that mean? Stop talking and stop, like, start listening. So when you put an article out there, it doesn't mean that somebody has to be like, oh, Todd, you're 100% right. I agree. But quit telling us why it isn't true. Like there's some things going on right now with the Supreme Court nomination. And there's so many people who are so quick to say, this can't be true because then she would have come forward earlier. Mm -hmm. Or this can't be true because this is just a democratic ploy. Or this Mm -hmm. can't be true. Shut up mm-hmm. and let's listen. Yeah. Let's even me, instead of saying, yes, now we're going to take this guy down. Mm-hmm. Let's shut up and listen to what this person has to say, what, you know, whatever evidence comes up. We're so quick to decide based on our history yeah. what's right or wrong. Yeah. So if there's anything we can take from the Fall Guy theme song, it's that message. Let's recognize what we grew up with. My so goodness. So we're all over the board. Um, Jeremy Kraft, he runs a company called Avid Company. He does painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. So if you guys live in the Chicagoland area and you have a project coming up, whether it's ex- interior painting, exterior painting, new kitchen, new basement, whatever, give Jeremy a call because he's a bald-headed beauty. I'm, I'm positive. He is. He's done a lot of work 630-956-1800, avidco.net. All right, brand versus mission. Okay, so... Have you have you seen that book that's sitting next that's been sitting next to my bed for like six months by Cleo oh, Wade? Oh, that book, sweetie. Well, sweetie, you got forty two of them. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Okay, Cleo Wade, Heart Talk. It looks like this. I should have brought yes, though. Okay, it, it looks familiar. Yes. So it's been sitting next to my bed because it's one of those books that um, it's a beautiful book. It's kind of like Elle's book, uh, Eluna. El Luna's book, mm. where she's an artist mm-hmm. and an artist with words yeah. and also an artist with paints. Yeah. And so she draws things and like it's like word poetry mm. that's like so... So I take my time with it. I've basically gotten through it, but I also kind of go back and I have all these pages that I turned. Anyway... So for those of you who, again, the book is called Heart Talk. It's uh, Poetic Wisdom for a Better Life by Cleo Wade, for those of you who like to get books from this show. So I was listening to an old interview with her. And again, sometimes it's so random how life works. Cleo's a girl? Yeah, she's a girl. She's a woman. Um, And I was listening to... So 
it was on Sunday morning and I feel like there's no new podcasts that come out during the weekend, except for Dear Sugar used to come out on Sundays and now it's gone. It's over. So there's no new podcasts on Sunday. So I'm like, okay, what do I want to listen to? So I kind of started scrolling through old ones and on the Good Life Project, Jonathan Fields show, I realized that there was an interview with Cleo Wade that I had never listened to from the summer. It was like in June. Mm. Um, so I started listening to it and she's so, she's just like her writing. Like she speaks so beautifully and so eloquently and so thoughtfully. And then they started talking about work and about um, like, I'm kind of just diving into the middle cause there's a million things they discussed, but they were talking about how, cause obviously part of Jonathan Fields' uh, mission is he helps other people with their businesses, right? And he helps them, you know, kind of figure out their direction. And he started using the word brand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm sure for those of you who are in work world, you know what that means. You know, uh, people have a brand and then they try and sell to this brand and they, they have to keep everything kind of the way I've always viewed brand is like a box, like a cereal box. Yes. It's like, this is our brand mm-hmm. and we have to keep everything in this, like, you know, it's kind of like when you and I started with this show and people were like, you know, well, what's your niche? Or people say niche. Is it niche or niche? I'm saying niche. Okay. So people say, what's your niche and what's your, you know, what's your elevator, elevator, you know, speech. elevator speech and what's your, and everybody wanted like what's to your narrow it down. Yeah. No, mission's a different thing. Oh, okay. That's the thing is that brand is like, what is the thing you want to be known for? And what do you want to keep people coming back for? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it happens naturally, but more often if you get PR involved and you get advertising involved and you're even trying to get like a social media presence, you start branding yourself. And Well, and, and real quick, yes. um, when I think of brand, because I listen to Simon Sinek and Tony Robbins, and what the examples they give is when you think of, you know, the most famous, you know, the the highest functioning, the best computer company, who do you think of? Apple. Apple. Uh, or you think of the best soft drink out there or the one that you, when somebody says soft drink, what do people Coke. think of? They think of Coke. They think of a red can or Apple. They think of that little, you know, Apple logo. So like that's the, um, like that's what I think of when I think of brand. Like it's just the, the feeling you get the minute that you think about the company. Well, anyways. and you're using the word feeling. And I would say more that our brain has been, hyper-focused on these images. Mm. And I don't know, it could come from feeling like I don't, I I really, I haven't dug deep enough into this to, to to say that's not true. Um, but I think my point is, is that I have felt in this world. And again, we're talking about work, but this is really about parenting and everything too, is a lot of times people want us to declare what we are, you know, and say, what are you? Tell me what, who you are, what you stand for. In a word, in a picture, in an elevator speech. You got it. Yeah. And a lot of people, let's talk about parenting. I'm an attachment parent. I'm a conscious parent. I'm a, and the reason why I have never, there has been language like conscious parenting or um, I'm okay with self-aware parenting because I feel like that's pretty broad. Um, and a few, a few other things that you and I have been okay saying, Mm -hmm. but there's been a lot of language that I've refused to, to kind of slap on this show Mm -hmm. because it is going to change and evolve. And I don't believe it's one thing. Mm -hmm. Like there is no way that that life is one thing. The word Zen brings, like we had to cut, we had to name this thing something. Correct. So you came up with Zen, which I love. And I think other people kind of get a feel for what it is. So isn't that kind of our brand? It it is. But the beauty of Zen is that it's paradoxical. Like people don't really know how to define Zen anyway. Exactly. So there's kind of the layman's definition of Zen, which people say Zen means calm. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what Zen means. I mean, calm is part of Zen. It's maybe an offshoot 
virtue to Zen, but the true meaning of Zen in how I understand it, it's the paradox of life. It's the, like Zen Buddhism is the riddles mm-hmm. that we tell ourselves to realize that, you know, the the most, I'm making something up right now, I don't have the, the language for it, but that water is the most hard and soft thing yeah. at the same thought at the same time water is the thing that can break down a rock mm-hmm. and water is the thing that we use to soothe us mm-hmm. so the paradox is it's that's that's a part of zen buddhism sure. for those of you who are zen buddhists who like consider yourself that who study it i know you listen to this show and go that's not what zen buddhism is what about these things and mm-hmm. these things i hear you todd and i are going from the very like our our understanding, we're our own, we're like self-read. What is that language? Where it's not like we've studied with a Zen Buddhist no. master, but I do read about Zen Buddhism sure. all the time. We're and not, obviously, yeah, we're not. We don't declare ourselves no, Buddhist no, or anything like no. that. No, this is this is not a dogma kind of thing where no. we're saying this is what we are. We're trying to use the word to understand, like to convey, to convey. Thank you, beautiful. Uh, it's yin yang. It's it's this and that. It's actually this. Um, this was a great sentence I wrote down the other day. Um, because I know this, now I know this. Like, because this is true, this makes this true. Because, you know, it's everything is, that's my whole point with branding is that it's not one thing. It's almost like the visual I get is like a one dimension, Mm -hmm. like a flat flat square versus a box that has all different dimensions dimensions. or even more, Mm -hmm. eight dimensions, 12 dimensions, you know, like when you think about things, there's so many different sides and reasons and there's inside and outside. And, and so why we do things cannot be broken down into one sentence. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I can't, I will never be a brand, you know, and, and for as much as, you know, like right now we're working on some marketing things for the conference. And I know that when Todd, you know, Todd and uh, Brad and I, Brad's our website guy. Hi, Brad. Because I think Brad's probably listening right now, right? Brad just texted us. He did? Yeah. Well, he's, you know, part of our team. And um, we were having this conversation on Friday because or last week because he came in. He doesn't even live in Chicago, but when he comes in, we get to see him. And we were having this conversation about marketing. And I know I'm a huge pain in the ass because <laughs> I will not like narrow things down. And I will not, I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me in this context. And I can't. Um, and it wasn't as if you guys were disagreeing with me, but I know sometimes I can sound disagreeable and I'm not trying to disagree to disagree. I'm not trying to be a contrarian. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to demonstrate how nothing can be narrowed down to a sentence or, or we can't just, I agree with that. So this is kind of a healthy debate, Okay, but we have to say something. So obviously we look at our website, living what you want your kids to learn. That's, that's That's a sentence. Right. That's. Like we, we do try to, right. right. And I'm cool with that sentence because there's so much in that, that it doesn't narrow anything down. Right. <laughs> I guess so. But I feel like everybody's trying to do what, what we're all doing, which is how can you fairly or accurately convey what it is that we're trying to make this. Okay. So this can be my switch. Okay. So you can understand because this is what I'm trying to say is we, it's even one dimensional to be like, what's our brand? What's our sentence? My thought, is, or what Cleo Wade, going back to how why I brought her up, what she said to Jonathan Fields, that I was like, that's it, is are you trying to be a brand or do you have a mission? Mm-hmm. A mission is a completely different thing. If it be in parenting, if it be in the work world, if it be a mission in our relationship, Todd, right. do we have a brand? Are you and I like... 
is in our relationship are we like, we don't fight and we're perfect and we get along great and we're going to be together forever? Or are we like, we're human beings. Put our mission w- is to love each I other. I don't think we intentionally have a brand, but from the outside, I think people... I don't know. I think it's some of this maybe semantics a little bit. I mean, and I kind of cut you off. Do you there, think so. brand and mission are semantics though? I feel like they have I a I don't, but if you know, say somebody's been listening to us for a few years and they say what's ZPR's brand? I feel like they would come up with something. I can't imagine what it would be. Really? I mean, maybe they would say something but, like But if we challenge them like what's ZPR's mission? I don't know if they would be able to come up with that any faster than they would a brand. Well, okay. So I think I don't, and again, when I say I don't care, I don't mean I don't care about our people who listen. I care about everybody, Mm. but it doesn't make any difference to me. An advertising person or a branding person or a salesperson would say, what do people say about you? I don't know. And that's not my goal. My goal is how do they feel about this show? Mm -hmm. And do they understand that what we're saying is authentically who we're attempting to be. Mm. And I'm saying attempting because we sure as hell don't do it perfectly. Mm. And I would never like the, the show the books that come out in the world and the shows that come out in the world that say, you have to be this, you have to do this. I think I'm going to help you. That's too much pressure. I don't have any desire to pretend I'm something other than I am. And who I am is a very human 47 year old woman who still has a lot to learn. I am, I'm very, very confident about my intentions Mm -hmm. and my integrity Mm -hmm. and my intentions and my integrity guide me, but I still might annoy people unintentionally because maybe I didn't know something or I said something that was offensive and I have to own that instead of pretend it's not real. Does that make sense? So it does. And I think I'm going to help you. Okay. We came up with this idea of brand versus mission. Brand is the outside. Mission is the inside. Thank you. Okay. So mission is, this is the way I look at it versus the way that brand is. So mission to me is who do you want to be every day? Okay. I think about that every morning. Mm. I do five minute journal. I meditate. Who do how do I want to show up today? How do I honor myself so I can honor the world? Brand is how do I want people to think I am? Yes, it's and inside out. I can't do a damn thing about that because there's some people that listen to this show who love it, who mm. think we're great. There's some people who listen who are annoyed, who are like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. And I can't control that. Mm. And I'm not going to change or do things to attempt to control that. The interesting part about it is if you live authentically within your mission, the brand takes care of itself. Take care of itself, and then we don't have to label it. Like, so authenticity is a huge word here. Yes, the only reason I'm not using authenticity is it's getting overused. Mm-hmm. Just like every word that comes out in the spiritual world, it all of a sudden and it it got overused for a good reason yeah. because people started to understand what it meant. But then people be like, "Well, I'm just being authentic," and it's being used wrong. So we have a wonderful example of this. Oh, good! I can't you, wait to me hear. You and it. Brad had a debate. Yes, we did a podcast. At the end of the podcast, yes, um, we talked about Fortnite. Correct. It was the first. I, so Kathy usually labels the. Um, I name the, the she shows. names the shows mm-hmm. because when I'm scrolling through a podcast. 
feed, uh-huh. I'm going to decide what to watch based upon what What that. to listen to, yeah. So I put Fortnite, Boundaries, and Compassion or whatever it is. I had called the show Boundaries and Compassion. And I threw Fortnite in there. Correct. Because. Because at, at the end, oh, there's, that fly just hit me in the head. That fly is your teacher. I sweetie. know. I'm trying to not be annoyed by the fly. Be very zen. Shoe fly don't bother. That's right. I must so be So I feel like I was within my integrity okay. to put Fortnite in the title because we talked about Fortnite and we talked about it for a good chunk of the show. For you, it didn't feel right. It didn't. Help help me so help us. Here's what happened. Help, help you help me. Help me help you. We watched that yesterday. I you know, know that? Yes. Rod Tidwell. Yes. Um, so here's what happened. Todd, we we had a show where we were talking about boundaries. Mm-hmm. That was the intention of the show. Of the show. Before we press, it just record. so happened at the very end of the show, Fortnite came up. Todd and I are not experts in Fortnite. Nobody in this house plays Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite. It happened to just come up in conversation because we help other people kind of uh, focus on a way to view it, mm-hmm. not how to manage the game, but just how to view it and how to be with their kids around it. Okay, so very limited understanding. So. But we did talk about it. Then I send the title of the show and I write the the, the little paragraph too. I sent it to Todd and I called it Boundaries and Compassion. And then when Todd posted it, I saw that he wrote Fortnite Boundaries and Compassion and I didn't like it mm-hmm. because I didn't feel it was our intention of the show. It happened to come up, mm-hmm. but that was not my intention. Mm-hmm. Meaning if someone got to that Fortnite part and was like, oh, that was helpful, great. But that show was not about Fortnite. Right. And and I didn't say anything right. because I was like, this is too... Todd and I, if, as you guys can tell, because we have different viewpoints, we have to pick and choose. I'm not going to go after Todd every day about all these things. Like RBG last night, I didn't give you a hard time about giving the girls a hard time. Yeah. We happen to be having a conversation yeah. today, but I, I... No, I brought it up today. I, right. And I love Todd so much, and he's such a good man, and I don't need to nitpick these things. Yeah. On this one, I didn't say anything. Well, we got an email or two. From, we got one. Okay. Well, whatever. It felt like more. It felt like a lot because what ended up happening is people were like, you didn't really, what did she say? You didn't really talk about Fortnite or it took me forever to get to the Fortnite part. Which is why I talked about the timestamps in the show notes. And here's the thing. What I need to say is when I do, when we do a show and we have an intention and we're in our integrity and someone emails and said, I don't think you helped me. Well, uh, it's not as if I don't care about that person, but I feel still in my integrity because I did my best mm-hmm. with intention. So if if someone doesn't like it, I can let that go mm-hmm. because I showed up as as best right. I could. If I'm trying to dupe people with some clickbait and be like, yeah, this is about Fortnite and it's not, then I feel like the criticism we get is valid. Mm. And I view that criticism and I feel bad and my, because I think it was clickbaity. It to you, to me, it yes. feels clickbaity. To me, we did talk about it. We we talked about it quite a bit towards the end of the show. It was not something we had planned about talking Mm-mm. about. But the bottom line is the end product was we talked about this game that I know a lot of parents are struggling with. And if we just called it boundaries and compassion, there would be a lot of moms that may skip or dads skip over it and not have whatever tools that we shared in that show. And here's what you and Brad said, though, is you said, and then they wouldn't have listened to it and they wouldn't have gotten the other things that we talked about and they may not have ever heard Zen Parenting. But then that's a bait and switch. You're saying, I come in here and listen to this about Fortnite, but really, we want you to hear the other things. I want them to hear all of it. Correct. And when I say bait and switch, that's harsh because it's not like we're really trying to harm anybody with things we're saying. But it doesn't feel... 
It, put it this way, the criticism to me then becomes valid because my intention was to get you to listen versus to offer you something from mm. my heart, right? Mm. And that is that feels different to me. Somebody listening may be like, I don't see any difference in what you're talking about, yeah. but these are the d- difficult discussions that Todd and I have, the difference between brand and mission. That's totally, that 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 is a succinct way of describing ZPR because yes. I am... M- I believe in both brand and mission, but I probably put a little bit more attention onto the brand part of it. Right. And you put more, you put a lot more, if not all attention on your mission part of it. And the integrity personally that I feel while I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. So then I have a lot of people say, how do you do a podcast and think about what people are saying about what you're saying and how do you handle like criticism and how do you know, we've been doing this eight years. So obviously we've been doing this a long time. The reason I can tolerate it is because I'm just being myself. If you saw me on the street, we would have the exact same conversation. My, my intention is to be the same in every room I'm in. Mm -hmm. So there is nothing false right here. Like I, we should be like Howard Stern and start taping us doing podcasts because yeah, it would be not really. It'd be pretty boring. Do you think it'd be boring? I, yeah, I don't get it. You know, Mike and Mike does that in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's not Mike and Mike and Mike, ESPN radio. Like, I think there's something really boring about watching two people in front of microphones. Do you really? Yeah. I think sometimes it's fun to put faces with voices. That helps a little bit, but they, if they want to see your face. But put it this way, when there is someone in this studio, either on the show or just listening, I feel completely fine because I'm not playing a role. Mm. I'm not putting on a show. When my girls walk in while we're taping a show, I don't care if they're there because I'm no different here than I am with them. So they don't walk in and go, mom, what are you doing? Mm. Or why are you saying? It's exactly the same. That's my intention. Now, have I occasionally gone off of that? Of course. Sometimes we have to be, we have to have some finesse sometimes when we, you know, um, you know, teach or I have to be able to spin something or whatever it may be, not falsehoods, but like I have to be able to stay happy even if I'm not feeling good or something. Obviously I have to show up in in a way that's appropriate, except the show about when I had the flu, I couldn't show up for that one. We should go back and listen to that. I know I've never listened to it, but anyway, um, so I just felt like, just to summarize this, that the mission, brand versus mission is a real thing, not just in our work, but in our parenting. Do we want to have good children that people think are good, that people perceive as good students, and you guys can't see me, but I'm doing quotes, that people say, oh, your child is so you know, gracious and appropriate, and are we trying to create a certain kind of child? Or are we just allowing our child to be who they are and supporting them in that, understanding that maybe not everyone will get our kid? Instead of creating like a package that everybody feels comfortable with, we're instead supporting a human being in becoming who they need to be in the world, an emotionally intelligent, well-grounded human being who knows that they belong. That's a difference because I think a lot of us go into parenting saying things like, my kid's going to do this. My kid's going to do this. That has nothing to do with the child that shows up. That's what you want. Right. And that is also a brand versus a mission. My mission, and I hopefully do it successfully most of the time, not all of the time, because again, there's the human ego element involved, but is that my child knows that they belong, that they know that they are loved and that they know they are they are good as they are and that they're connected to us that's my goal everything else i can't control right 
I can't control them watching RBG. Sweetie, can I play a little bit of the flu episode? No, it would be hard to hear. I think. Or you could be so grateful that okay. you don't feel like Just that play anymore. a little bit. I said to Todd one night, and this was when I was still getting fevers, I said, I feel like Will from Stranger Things. <laughs> and what does that mean? Who is Will? Will oh my God. got ravaged by this crazy monster. And it like took Did over I really his whole body. Say this? And they had to burn it out of him. <laughs> and I kept identifying with Will. And uh, I did, though. This is I, really interesting. One night. One night. I went to see the chiropractor twice. First of all, just so you guys know, because you're probably like, go see a doctor. I did. <laughs> I went to the uh, is laughing so hard. clinic. And um, they said, yes, you have the flu. <laughs> Not much we can do. <laughs> it had already been two days. They said we can give you Tamiflu, but there's possibility. Sweetie, this is just bad. I know. I was sick. Oh, and my so God. And so there Poor obviously sweetie. was a part of me that still felt crappy that I was trying to show up better than I was. So there's an example of me. Probably I shouldn't have been doing a show. The name of that show was called Kathy's Recovery and Sarah Silverman or something Kathy like that. Kathy is Will from Stranger Things. That's oh hilarious. But you know what? That reminds me. I did feel like Will. Yeah. From second season, things. second season right. when the when the monster goes through his body, yeah, because I felt like there was a monster going through my All right. body. Are we ready to close shop? Yeah, I gotta go. Uh, what about the conference? Okay, so uh, 2019 conference, March 8th and 9th, um, we have Glennon Doyle, whose book Love Warrior is being made into a movie. Um, by Oprah Winfrey, so I cannot wait to see that. Um, and uh, Abby Wambeck and Julie Lithcott-Hames and Devorah Heitner. These um, awesome women will be our speakers at the conference. Um, and you need to get your tickets um, because they're moving kind of fast. Yeah. And my pre-conference workshop, I think there's seven tickets left yeah. now. So if you're interested, get in now. Otherwise, you might uh, snooze you lose. So go to zenparentingconference.com. Oh, that's the snooze. Yes. Um, and then we have three Zen friends. Zen friends are people that contribute to the scholarship fund to help moms and dads that can't afford to go to the conference. Liz Buswick, Kate Van Slyke, and Karen Grogan. Thank you. So if you're interested, go to zenparentingradio.com and there's conference stuff all over the place. So anything else? Thank you to the Zen friends. I really want to say, because I know... You know, Todd's got a list. We should at one point read everyone again. Okay. Okay. Because you really do, you know, there are people emailing us saying, I can't come. It's too expensive. Or I, I'm flying in from Colorado and I'm already paying for my ticket and the hotel. And can you help me? And um, it's so nice to, it feels so different to offer them a coupon code or a deal because other people made that happen. For sure. I don't know why. It just feels so different. It feels like a team effort. It's because it is. And so thank you. Um, and then I do coaching uh, just for guys. So if there's any guys out there that want to work on themselves or relationships, um, <clears throat> excuse me, go to toddadamscoaching.com. And then I have a retreat that we have coming up in March too. So uh, just shoot me an email at todd at zenparentingradio.com and I'll shoot you more uh, information. So that's all. The fly has disappeared. It's do, flying somewhere. Do you think it got caught? Probably not. It's probably just resting somewhere. It's taking a nap. Waiting to hit me in the forehead again. Yeah, it got you good. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, see you next Tuesday. Adios. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to Zen Parenting Radio so you never miss an episode. And feel free to leave a review on iTunes. It helps people find us. 
you want more Zen parenting, check out Team Zen. It's 25 bucks a month where you'll get two live Zen talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions. If you can't join us live, don't worry. You can still access all Zen talks through the Team Zen podcast app. You'll have access to all previous Zen talks, connect with like-minded people through our private Facebook page and get discounts on everything that we offer. Get your tickets for our annual Zen Parenting Conference on March 8th and 9th, 2019. Sweet. Get your brave on with Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambeck, Julie Lithcott-Hames, and Devorah Heitner, and enjoy a weekend in a warm and friendly environment of like-minded people. Tickets are available at zenparentingradio.com. Sweetie, it's going to be off the hook. I know. Um, interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. While you're there, check out our upcoming events, or you can purchase one of my three books. They're not your three books. Well, your three books. Thank you. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link under the support us on our homepage. It doesn't cost you anything, but we get a small commission from Amazon. Um, guys, want to achieve a better work-life balance or deepen your relationship with loved ones? Good news. I coach guys. We can talk in person, by phone, FaceTime, you choose. If you're in Chicago, contact me about the tribe. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. And don't forget about our 2019 Unplug, Connect, and Transform Retreat. More, more on that later. Special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft, from Avid Painting and Remodeling. Thanks for your love and support, Jeremy. Sweetie, he's a bald head of beauty. I know this. All right, everybody, keep trucking. See you next week. Adios. <laughs>